0: Bush and Ritchie with the Hometime podcast feels a little bit like um, Sesame Street back in the day. Can't say too much at the beginning of the podcast, but uh, tonight's show, Bush, you'd agree, very much brought to you by the number 56.
1: Yeah, halfway through, we're not going to give it away, but about halfway through the show, it pops up, number 56, and then it's very hard to get away from it for the <laughs> remainder of the show, with good reason. So let's get underway and come back later for some 56 chat. I genuinely had to pinch myself when I was walking around uh, Leon C this weekend. Let me explain. Uh, Do you ever notice something that makes you feel like you're in an episode of Twilight Zone or Black Mirror when you're walking about? You know, like you're walking around and everyone's doing something a bit unusual. And you think to yourself, huh, that's not right. What's going on? Am I dreaming? This is a bad dream. I'm going to wake up in a minute. Uh, uh, Let me clarify even further. This weekend uh, was freezing, wasn't it? Absolutely freezing this weekend. Brass monkeys. Uh, and I noticed as I walked around different areas in Sea, whether that be Chalkwell Park or down at the seafront on the beach, uh, load of people walking around eating ice creams. And by ice creams, I mean like Dirty Great 99 Flakes and stuff like that. It was freezing at the weekend. You know, like I had gloves on. I was walking around with my Zippo hand warmer that I've talked about on this show before <laughs> as well. Uh, nose was streaming. We've talked about nose streaming because of cold weather needed a handkerchief on this show. Why on earth you'd want to couple that up with thinking to yourself, oh, I'll go and get myself an ice cream now? It's really weird. I genuinely think it might be an Essex thing. We need to get to the bottom of this. It's a mystery. Uh, I went for a long walk yesterday. The weather was...
0: It, it was it was sunny, uh, but it was very cold. Went through a few frozen-over puddles. It was... It was definitely not ice cream weather. I had gloves on. The, the idea of holding some kind of cornetto and, and ice cream dribbling down the cornetto onto my <laughs> cold hand, onto my leather gloves. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm not having ice
1: cream in this weather. No way. Well, this is it. I think maybe it's some kind of hysteria as we uh, get through this third lockdown together. Everyone's talking about summer holidays at the moment and thinking, oh, are we going to be able to go away, etc. Maybe this frenzy of talking about summer holidays has sent people slightly mad and they've started buying ice creams early. Either way, let's just try and get to the bottom of this first hour of the show. We would like this is unusual, but we've, if we could get your views on cold weather ice cream eating, that would be great. I'm still, ch-
0: I'm still not wanting to believe this, Bush. When I went out for my, uh, I went for a, a, a big seven-kilometer yomp yesterday morning before before getting the, uh, the Sunday roast on, and uh-huh. uh, when, I, when I went down the high street there were a, a, a good few people that were, were gathered outside sort of coffee shops that were doing takeaway coffees from their front doors and that. A lot of people having coffees and hot chocolates, I kind of thought, well that's fair game. If I, stu- if I saw them there with some kind of
1: 99 and a, and a flake sticking out, I, I, I would not be believing. Their names need to go on a list or a book somewhere. I feel like putting their names in a book, these people. Uh, Here's one, Mark. He says, I went for a walk on Thursday, stopped off at the village shop as I fancied a drink but ended up with a double chocolate magnum. It's the best time to eat them as they don't melt before you get a chance to finish it. Come on, Mark. Uh, Dan says, the ice cream van
0: comes down our cul-de-sac every Saturday and Sunday, irrespective of
1: the weather, and is still doing a roaring trade. This is madness Uh, and again I asked the question is it an Essex thing because Jade who lives in in our local area here says I thought exactly the same thing when I was walking between Chalkwell and Southend the other day in uh, Essex the queue for the little Rossi's kiosk was huge now of course we've got Rossi's ice cream down here in Leoncy uh, which is still my favorite thing because Francis Rossi of status quo fame uh, is the, the part of that empire. That's his parents, I think, that wow. started, or his grandparents started Rossi's ice cream. Uh, Francis didn't, didn't want to go into the ice cream trade, preferred rock and roll instead. But still, maybe, maybe it's something to do with the uh, you know, the whole Rossi's thing that drills people into just eating it, no matter what the weather.
0: Well, just, just to go back to Dan, who's tweeted about this uh, cul-de-sac ice cream van, he's in Preston, and my geography Whoa. says that's definitely not coastal north of the border, Karina reporting her son wanting an ice cream comb yesterday. She says she's pretty sure it was one degree and reporting from the west
1: coast of Scotland. <laughs> Just, even the name of it sounds freezing. Uh, <laughs> Sam says, how can you drive past McDonald's we call it Mackey's, it goes back to what we were talking about the other day about abbreviations. <laughs> how can you drive past Mackey's without getting a McFlurry regardless of the weather? I'm going to be completely honest now, I've never had a McFlurry.
0: Whoa, hold up. You've never, never had a McFlurry?
1: Not in my life. Mate, they've been going for about 20 years. How have you how have you dodged a McFlurry for that long? It's a weird food eating rule. I don't know if anyone will go along with me on this, right? I don't like it when places, not just McDonald's, places break up chocolate bars or existing um, confectionery and then stick it in ice cream and, and call that kind of like a, a new product. Don't like that. I don't think there is a single variant of
0: McFlurry that I haven't tried. Uh, couldn't be further from your standpoint. Uh, Mick the Spark in Cambridge says, What is wrong with cold weather ice cream? Ice
1: cream can be enjoyed whatever the weather. If you followed it with a dip in the sea, then
0: that would be weird.
1: Well, yeah, thinking of the temperature thing, there's a couple of people going on with this particular um, heresy. Steve says, It's like drinking tea when you're warm, and ice cream warms you up. A little bit like tea cooling you down. I'm not sure there's science to back that up. Come on. (laughs) Reports of
0: science, though, from Catherine, who says, my granddad used to swear that ice cream warms you up. I've just Googled it, and it turns out he wasn't joking. So scientifically
1: speaking, the best time to eat ice cream is when you're cold. It's absolutely madness. They don't rescue people off the side of like K2 and then give them like a Cornetto. (laughs) Do they? It's
0: ridiculous.
1: (laughs) Uh, Although there is an interesting thing in the dynamics of the whole, we've we've been talking uh, first hour about uh, ice cream men showing up, whatever the weather. Uh, This one says, our ice cream man has upped his game during uh, lockdown. Not only is he out, whatever the weather in the Northeast, but he's also now contactless. So you don't even need to raid the money jar for change. Uh, yeah, we have a, a, a contactless ice cream man that comes down the
0: close in the uh, in the summer. Key thing in the summer. Although, and Bush, I'm really sorry. This is where I now have to be a lip, little bit hypocritical. Kelly tweets: If an ice cream van pulled up in my street now, I would go out and get one. And I have to hold my hand up and say: If I heard the twinkling music right now,
1: I'd be out like Flynn. Unbelievable! Unbelievable, folks. <laughs> Uh, so thank you for taking part in a little bit of homework that Richie and I just set you. We wanted you to have a little look at the calendar for February. Have a look at the days. There's something unusual about how the days fall. And the unusual thing is it, it's in perfect order. It fits very satisfyingly into the entire calendar month. So the 1st of February is obviously today, Monday. Uh, the 8th is another Monday. The 15th is another Monday. So twenty, all the four weeks in February fit perfectly, and it wraps up on the Sunday the 28th. It's in perfect working order. And we thought we would use this as a vehicle to put a question towards you guys for this hour of the show. What in life do you have to have in perfect order?
0: I mean, it's an incredible thing. Obviously march starts off promisingly as well just look in here it all goes wrong thursday the 1st of april and that's when oh, yeah. for someone like myself i just see a problem because bush i have february is a it's a thing of beauty looking at the calendar um and if you're someone like myself i have to live my life in a perfect order for example uh, the television uh, here in the lounge that I'm sat doing the show in right now uh, or the, the, the car stereo or even the lengths of the temperature that I have the thermostat set has to be divisible by five. So it will only be like 20, 25, 30. That's not the thermostat for the lounge, by the way. That's like volume That's madness. on the telly. <laughs> That's madness. But, but no, uh, as an aside, my thermostat is set to 19.5 degrees. It is My life has to have that order.
1: Wow. So have you got is five like a special number for you or is it just like the kind of uh, the round number? Well, it's not a round. Is it a round number? I don't think it is. I'm just getting into maths territory that I've, I've got no business being in here, but
0: it looks nice. <laughs> it does look nice. I think the reason that I find um, the whole divisible by five thing uh, as the way I will run my life is because
1: the five times table is the easiest of all the times tables. It's a great times table. You know where you are with the five times table. And I I like that sense of order. For me, I'm obviously directly the opposite. I'm quite chaotic. I don't really have any, I don't even know what the temperature is set for. I don't know what uh, volume I have set. I just turn it up a bit and then if it works, I stick with it. So I don't know whether it's liberating or uh, maybe I could do with a bit more order in my life. Uh, Stephen Thomas
0: has tweeted: "Stephen, you're my kind of guy, but uh, I, I've I've not reached this. This is amazing. I brush my teeth exactly the same way every time," claims Stephen. Now he's making the claim. I'm not going to doubt him because,
1: like that, that's too big a thing to make up. But it's amazing. But what, is this like a weird technique or is, I don't know whether he's taking the mic? Is he taking the mickey out of us there or is that, has he got a technique?
0: I don't think he is taking the mic. And if I think about it, I reckon I could devise a way of doing the teeth exactly the same time. You could do like bottom row first and do do front, then tops and then back and then do the top <laughs> row and do fronts and then back and then underneath. And then you're I, done.
1: I've got a feeling he's taking the mickey out of us. We'll have to find out before the end of this show. I, I can't think work it out. It can't out. be. I think everyone, don't, everyone does their teeth the same way, don't they? Does anyone mix it up with doing your teeth? Who mixes it up? Who goes into the bathroom thinking, Joe, I'm going to try a different way tonight? <laughs> I don't, no, I don't. Here's the thing Stephen Thomas has got a plan, all right? He's got a system. Other people just shove the brush in and anything goes. Well, I want Stephen to publish, publish the methodology, Stephen, or step out of the arena. Uh, here's a methodology. This is what we're after. Dave Woodward on Twitter says, for me, it's the refrigerator. Everything has to be laid out to achieve optimal airflow. I've been doing it for 20 years, but my family continue to sabotage it in order to wind me up, which it does a lot. There's
0: no air in a fridge. He's, he's wasting his time. There's no airflow, is there? Once you shut the door, where's the
1: flying air? There's no fan in the fridge. Look, if people are trying to pull the wool over eyes in this hour of the show where we're trying to get scientific and have everything set out nicely, please just don't do it. We don't need this.
0: Someone called Mr. Ranty has tweeted, uh, taking me up on my divisible by five system for the thermostat, saying, "What? So twenty degrees Celsius or twenty-five degrees Celsius? Neither are acceptable in my book. Nineteen point
1: five. Back at you, Mr. Ranty. Oh, what an eggy hour." Uh, Sandra says, lads, I cannot sleep if the duvet is on the wrong way and the buttons are not at the bottom. My partner moves it on purpose to see if I've noticed and freak out.
0: (laughs) I could not sleep with buttons up around my neck. I am like Sandra on that one. Uh, This text says, I have to have all the hangers in the wardrobe facing the same way and all clothes on them (laughs) facing the
1: window. Oh, my Lord. That's... Uh, that's psychopath, right? You're, that person's a psychopath. <laughs> How many victims? Uh, this one says, Bush and Ritchie. It's Carol Ann in Erith here. I, gave, I have to order 50 items when I'm doing my online grocery shop. If there are 51, something gets removed. This is madness. Uh,
0: Sam says, I have to have the remaining eggs in the egg box be placed in a symmetrical pattern around either a horizontal or vertical axis across the box. I'd say Sam with something as fragile as eggs. That's just balancing
1: and sensible behaviour. Isn't it weird how just an observation that February seems to fit nicely into a calendar has just smoked out all these weirdos? (laughs) Bush, turns out you're a
0: little bit haphazard, but I I, I do love uh, things divisible by five. So TV volume only on uh, five or zero. Thermostats on 19.5 or 20. (laughs) It's got to be on something divisible by five. Your examples as well. I've just had this tweet, Bush. I've just had this tweet and it blows my mind. All right, so... I'm having to wrestle with the whole divisible by five thing, because a chap called Phil has said, yes, although the only exception is 56 miles an hour on the cruise control if you're looking for peak efficiency. Now, what? uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? I, I, I didn't know this is a thing, but Phil's claiming that 56 miles an hour is the optimum speed to go in a car if you're looking for peak efficiency for driving a car.
1: Wow, now that must be a nightmare for you and blow your mind a little bit because on one hand, you've got uh, having everything in its place and round numbers and everything being neat and tidy, but the other side of it, you've got uh, the ability to save a few pennies and pounds. So which one are you going to go for? Mate, you've hit the nail on the head. I'm, (laughs) I'm having like some kind of
0: real internal monologue going on right now. I love the uniformity of the fives and the zeros, but knowing that my car is being regulated by a computer and is on cruise control and is traveling at the optimum speed for me not to spend a drop more petrol than i need to i think just about overtakes the fives and the zeros
1: and in a fantastic uh, illustration of of how different we are as people i've got cruise control on my car but i don't know how to work it <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let us know if you live your life in a perfect order and secondly have i just had the wool pulled over my eyes by this fill or is this true and i've only just heard it after 43 years that 56 miles an hour is the optimum speed to drive in a car <laughs> Transfer deadline day today. Uh, This is where the world of football, uh, they need to do all their business by the end of the day. That's it. Can't do anything after uh, after midnight tonight. We're not in the world of football. We're in the real world. What have you got to get done by the end of the day? Have you got a big deadline you're working to? What have you got to get done by the end of the day? I have got, I've been putting this off bush for days and days and days because it is so boring. Uh, but I've got to go online to one of these energy comparison sites uh, and work out which fuel provider are going to provide uh, the Firth household with its gas and electricity uh, for the next 365 days. It's got to be done tonight. That's not really exciting is it, but that's the real world deadlines.
1: Don't give it all this. Oh damn! You know, uh, crucifix on your shoulder. I better get it done this evening. You love it, mate. You—that is absolutely <laughs> cracking. That's you playing football manager. That's your football manager. <laughs> it
0: is real life. I've got the old smart meter out with all my kilowatts oh. and kilojoules and all this kind of stuff. I know exactly
1: what we're consuming. I just got a feeling that you. Uh, I've got a feeling that you pull a certain face while you're clicking through and checking it as well. Glasses slightly perched on the end of the nose. <laughs> <laughs> How outrageous! We couldn't live together, you know. Lisa the florist has texted to say guys I'm making a dartboard from flowers for a funeral tribute which I need to get finished by tonight. Wow. Now there's an interesting scenario going on. Obviously whoever has sadly passed on, I sound like Derek Akora there but do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, they, they obviously were a keen or maybe professional darts player. Who knows? Now, if you
0: think about your, your archetypal darts board, because I'm running away with this a little bit, you've got a lot of, you've got a lot of cork kind of colour on there. You've got your reds. There's also a lot of black as well. You don't really get too many black flowers.
1: I mean, I don't want to be, like I say, morbid, but I hope someone makes like a, one of them for me about something that I'm interested in. Do you know what I mean? For me, it might be like a board game. It'd be terrible, though, Richie, if you were to pass on and yours gets made into a thermometer set to 19.5 degrees, as you've already <laughs> talked about, thermostat.
0: Uh, yes but we're dealing with deadlines here so that yep. is quite something to get us uh, get get uh, sorted by midnight so fingers crossed uh, Shona says 100 squats and 50 sit-ups says to me first of February new month Shona's on some
1: new fitness kickoff and uh, that's quite a hard one for day one not going to happen I'll be honest with you it's not gonna happen Shona <laughs> but prove us wrong Ellie in Wallasey says I've got to nip to the local shop and eat my dinner by 7pm when I have my beautiful daughter Erin phoning me at 7 and will keep me on the phone waffling away with all her news till at least 8pm. Unfortunately we're split up right now due to lockdown. Uh, John in Leighton Buzzard says it's my partner's birthday
0: tomorrow I'm trying to decorate a cake but because of lockdown and her working from home it's proving impossible. Steve might have a deadline that's more achievable he just says I need to finish my bottle of red wine. (laughs)
1: Every week, which and you know, I are going to put a pin randomly into a map of the United Kingdom, uh, drop someone down onto Google Street View, take a little photo of it, you've got to guess where in the world it is. Now, you just said uh, well done to all
0: our super sleuths. Uh, this, this would imply, if they're actually a super sleuth, that they've worked out where we'd gone on the Magical Mystery Tour. I don't believe
1: anybody ended up on the correct roundabout, did they? What is it? a lot of people were, th- they were looking at the roundabout thinking, where is this? Mark was saying it's got to be Milton Keynes. Kendall says it's too small for Milton Keynes. Their roundabouts are massive, apparently. Uh, Susie says it looks like the island by Giulioli's chip shop in Western Supermare, but after checking it myself, it's not. It's totally different, and there's no boat. What does that mean? <laughs> We were in
0: Bilston, uh, which is, uh, it's the Black Country. Uh, The specific roundabout, uh, for those of you who are doubting and thinking, Bush and Ritchie's been wasting my time over the weekend, you're just off the, uh, the Black Country route, which is the A463, head on down towards Overfield Drive. There's a pharmacy, and that's the roundabout that we were
1: on. It's a very glamorous location, a fantastic roundabout that we were both impressed with. It should have something in bloom, Bilston in Bloom written on it at some point soon. Uh, The closest anyone got was Dudley, which is five miles away. So for a a first outing of the competition, you did okay, but I reckon you can do better. Uh,
0: Speaking of the second outing, do you think when we do that next weekend Bush, we go for something slightly more recognisable?
1: Yeah, I mean, it is random. We don't know where we're going to end up. But yeah, might be a slightly more built up area than a roundabout and a housing estate.
0: So earlier on in tonight's, today's, this afternoon or this morning's podcast, however or whenever you're listening to it, we talked about the number
1: 56. So 56, this magical number, apparently uh, uh, lorries are set to it as an absolute limit. And Because apparently, according to this fellow that texted in during the show, uh, that is the optimum speed for car fuel efficiency. Uh, we didn't really get any scientific back backup to it, but apparently <laughs> that's why 56 is so special in the world of driving. Here
0: is some scientific backup. Gents, Phil is... Correct. It is the point at which the air resistance becomes so much, the car is having to burn exponentially more fuel to stay constant at a higher speed. Plus, at 56 miles an hour, you can slipstream HGVs on the motorway for even more economy. However, another gentleman goes on to say, 56 isn't actually a random number or linked to fuel economy. 56 miles an hour equals 90 kilometres per hour, which is the speed limit
1: trucks are legally restricted to in Europe. So one of two things has happened tonight, dear listener, right? Either some people have just genuinely made a bit of a mistake or people are on purpose trying to pull the wool over our eyes about fuel efficiency, and that's one thing we won't compromise on. (laughs)
0: If you lot are using this show, this podcast, as a chance to pull wool over two well-meaning folks' eyes, shame on you.
1: Shame. You've been listening to the home time show on Absolute Radio. When you go home, you've been listening to the home time show. The, the last, last bit, bit of no guarantee. Soon, Soon, may your tea will come. You can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. bottoms. Until then, we'll play you songs and, you and maybe send, send you a tea towel. towel. The Home Time Show is about the Essex loop, the bird invasion and I hate for Bing. In the Home Time Show we speak of pundit shoes and Alaska Leona. Soon may your tea will come, come. you, you can, can watch TV in your, your tracky bottoms. Until then we'll, we'll play, play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel. towel.